Welcome to It's All About the Story, grief stories that connect us. This podcast takes you into the lives of people who have gone through loss and have come out the other side to experience joy again. Each story is someone's lived experience and reveals how wrestling with grief can turn loss into wisdom. You might even find some of these insights helpful in your own grief journey. Come, meet the people like yourself who have experienced loss and who now openly share their story with us. And now, here is your host, Rick Berg. Well, welcome everybody to, once again to tell about the story, grief stories that connect us. It is good to be together once again. I'm uh, very pleased today to uh, welcome a guest onto our show who's um, gone through a pretty tough time in his life um, and he's come out the other side. Of course, grief is always a journey, but Hayden Lewis um, lost his sister uh, over seven years ago, his big sister. He was a younger brother. And so the last seven years in navigating this journey and, uh, and uh, you know, in talking with Hayden in the past, I thought there's some important lessons that we could learn from this young man. So uh, Hayden, welcome to It's All About the Story. Sure. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. You know, um, I want to just take you back. I know it's hard to kind of look back uh, on your life, especially during some of the challenging times of your life, but um, I want to take you back to... Um, to the time when uh, Rebecca, your sister, uh, passed away. Um, that's over seven years ago. Can you take us back to that event and just some of your initial, you know, reactions, obviously, some of the challenges, some of the, yeah, what was going through your mind? How old were you, by the way, at, uh, when, when you when Rebecca? At that time, I was 24, I believe. Okay. And Rebecca- Sorry, 23 or 24 years old at that time. Okay, and Rebecca was... 34. 34. Yeah, she was 34. She just turned 34 about a month prior. Okay. And is so. she, no, is she, is she the only uh, other, other sibling in your family? Yeah, the only other sibling. Now it's just myself and my mom right now. Okay. Okay. So, okay. No one else. Yeah, okay. Well, tell me a little bit um, about that experience. Um, well, my sister had colon cancer that was diagnosed about two or three years prior to her passing. So she was undergoing chemotherapy in the Couch and District Hospital here in Duncan for quite a number of months. And then just before Christmas of 2014, she got admitted into the Duncan Hospital. And she was in there for a month, month and a half, undergoing chemotherapy and other treatments to see if we could try to figure out how to combat the cancer. Yeah. And then I remember one time my mom and I were walking just outside the hospital down a path. This is probably the beginning of February. And I asked her, so what's the, when's Becca going to get out of the hospital? And when are we actually going to resume life? Mm. And she just looked at me and then she just started crying and said, she's, she's not going to come out. I'm like this is, this is the end. Wow. At that moment, I just realized that everything was going to fall apart. I was losing my only sister 
in the world that I looked up to for everything. And she was lying in a hospital bed and that was going to be the last place that she was going to lay. So just going through all that emotion at one time was a lot. So then I just had to try to figure out how to say my goodbyes to her in that moment. Yes. And try to stay strong for my mom as well. So it was a tough, tough journey up to that moment. Yeah. Can I ask you a little bit about that, those last days with your sister? And how, mm-hmm. how do you say goodbye or how did you say goodbye? That must um, be so challenging. It was, there was not a whole lot of talking because she was so weak and she couldn't really say a whole lot. Okay. So the biggest thing was just sitting there, just being with her, like myself and my mom. We would chat to her, right. but we didn't really get much response. Okay. Um, but it was just nice to to be there and just to see her last days on this earth. Mm-hmm. But it was still difficult because you could see that she was in pain. You could see that she was weak. Mm-hmm. But and you could see that she really did not want to be in that place anymore. But it was it was tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it's, she when she passed away. Obviously, shock. Oh, yeah. Set <laughs> into your life. And what happened? Uh, did you have, was there a service for her or was there some type of? Yeah, we had a, a service. Um, it was up in Ladysmith. So she was buried in the Ladysmith um, graveyard up there because that's what my brother in law wanted. And then we had a little gathering at the church just across the road there. Can't remember the name of that church, but it's right on Fourth Avenue in Ladysmith there. Mm-hmm. And all our family came together. And we just had a nice little gathering, celebration of life. Mm-hmm. And then a little after get together gathering back at my mom's place. And I don't remember a whole lot of that because it was just so much stuff going through my mind at that time, but yeah. just little bits and pieces of it here and there. Yeah, yeah. So the days that followed, I mean, I mean, a lot of people talk about, you know, those days that follow someone that you love who's died to be, you know, so fuzzy, you know, it's like you're just, you're trying to figure out life and you're, and you're emotionally, uh, obviously distraught. And mm-hmm. what was it like for you, you know, as, as, a, as a surviving sibling, you know, it was kind of, you know, that, those days that followed. Um very difficult because i didn't see her in person too much maybe once or twice every couple of weeks but we would text message every once in a while so the first like six months to 12 months of just looking at my phone thinking oh all right she's not gonna message me i can't message her and then just just when i feel upset about that i just remember all the good times that we've had in the past mm-hmm. and just try to hold on to those but still even seven years later there are times when just out of the middle of nowhere boom it hits me mm-hmm. like it comes out of nowhere maybe i see a picture of her on my fridge or just something that like a memory maybe I listen to someone speaking spanish because she was fluent in spanish and that's just immediately reminds me of her or just little things like that that can i wouldn't say trigger but bring on those 
happy memories from the past. So it's been a lot of different emotions, like sadness, joy as well, just knowing that we actually had that decent brother-sister relationship. Um, in the beginning, there was anger, like, why would God take away this person from me? Like, what did I do to deserve this? Yes. She didn't deserve this. She's too young. Like, why? That was a huge question for the longest time. And then just getting over that and sadness and depression. And then just kind of depression took a long time. And then just to ask God, there has to be a reason that this happened. Mm -hmm. And maybe it was to just let other people know that there is hope at right. the end of the road, maybe. Right. So you kind of went through a process of, I guess, for lack of better words, trying to make meaning of something that made no sense. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. it doesn't make sense for somebody so young to die uh, to right. lose a family. Mm -hmm. When you when you experience those, uh, you know, grief. I guess when whatever you call them, grief coming back, grief bursts. Mm -hmm. Um, what what do you what do you do with those when they come back? Because I know that's a common a common thing for so many people and, and some people are some people seem to be frightened of them when they come back uh, other people are are appreciative i guess when they come back and there's kind of like two you know kind of two different angles like it set it brings back some sadness i guess because that person isn't maybe with you right it brings back a memory that you i, I don't guess they are thankful for or something so what, what was how do you what do you do when they come back then after seven years even um more of it it's usually if i do think of something that popped up um i just think of the happy times that we've had in that situation i don't feel upset per se i just can just go back to that moment and just relive what happened in that time mm -hmm. and then immediately go back to what i was doing before um, yeah, I don't feel upset mm -hmm. a whole lot, really. It's just, mm -hmm. yeah. just a memory that pops up that I just enjoy, I guess. It's kind of a hard, hard thing to explain, kind of. But. Yeah. Would it, would it be safe to say that you're thankful for what you did have and not, oh, what, yeah. and not what you didn't? You know, because so often people kind of look, I didn't have this, but... It sounds to me that you had a, even if it, if it was a, a shorter uh, time frame, that you had a really, a good relationship with Rebecca. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, yeah, I have absolutely no regrets, which is huge. Because yeah. I know lots of family members would have a lot of regrets once their loved one passed away. But no, no regrets whatsoever. Enjoyed every moment that we've had together. Mm -hmm. um, it was yeah, 23 years or 24 years that I've known her on this earth yeah, yeah. Uh, growing up with her yeah. even though she was 10 years apart like she was 10 years older than me yeah. there was a big age gap but it was still still a good brother sister relationship well let's go there a little bit tell me give, share a couple of stories uh, you know important stories in your life about Rebecca that you know make you you know, smile or bring joy to your life or 
embedded in your life. <laughs> um, one big thing that big thing that comes to mind right away is she went to Camosun and Uvic for her Bachelor of Science in Nursing. Okay. So she started there when she was 19. And then by the time she was 21, she went to UVic and started doing the specialized training for gynecology and OBGYN. So that trade, I guess. And so she was 21 or 22 years old and writing papers in her room. And I was about 11 or 12 years old. And I would just waltz into her room, jump onto the bed, and then turn on the TV and start watching the TV show Friends. <laughs> so I would just sit on her bed and talk at her and watch friends and she would be trying to write this paper and <laughs> more often than not she would just look at me and smile and then just watch the tv show friends with me like she did not care that i just waltzed into her room jumped on her bed and turned on the tv when she was in the middle of writing this university paper wow like, when i went through university it was the last thing that i would want somebody distracting me <laughs> knowing now that she took the time out of this huge paper that she had to write just to spend time with her little brother. Wow. I thought that was quite huge. Back then I thought nothing of it. Of course not. I was like 12 years old, but yeah. So is friends is is friends still a pretty important show for you? Oh yeah. I love that <laughs> show. <laughs> All the reruns. I'm pretty hesitant to watch because there's a new one where they all reunited. And they did a short movie, like an 80-minute movie on it. Okay. I still haven't brought myself to watch that yet. <laughs> so it just bring back way too many memories of, oh, Rebecca would have loved to have seen this. Okay. So one day I might watch it. I don't want to watch it by myself, but because I just, well, I know that Becca would be there right beside me watching it with me, but mm. one day I'll get there. That's, so a, that's a huge memory that I love. Any others? Um, I guess another one is usually when we were all sitting at the dinner table together back when she was also in university because my mom was a maternity nurse for 25 years. So she had all that experience. My sister was going through the obstetrics and gynecology stuff mm -hmm. and they would discuss this at the dinner table. And I was like 12 or 13 years old and I would learn everything about the reproductive system and maternity and my dad and i would just be looking at each other shaking our heads by the time i was like 13 or 14 years old i've learned more than most people will ever know so it was quite virgin the bees early <laughs> yep pretty much my dad didn't have to say any of it, it was this conversation that i learned between my sister and my mom <laughs> That's a great, that's, that's a wonderful story. That's really, really good. You know, it's, uh, it's fascinating, the power of story and relationships mm -hmm. in our life. Um, you know, healthy, I think healthy grieving is, it helps when you have a healthy relationship with a person, you know, mm -hmm. who's gone. And I, I'm wondering, um, you know, in your, in your experience um, of going mm -hmm. through a grief journey, um, what are like what are a couple of things that you perhaps learned uh, in grief that uh, are important for others to you know be aware of or to acknowledge or to be prepared for or you know kind of little nuggets of wisdom that you've learned along along the way? 
Um, the well, a huge phrase that I really like is it's okay not to be okay. Mm. So just knowing that if you're down in the dumps or you're feeling extremely upset, just let that roll out. If you need to cry, cry. It's not a weakness to burst into tears every once in a while. Lots of people think, oh, I can't cry. It's a sign of weakness. Right. Really, it's a sign of the grieving process. It just lets your mind release and you feel much better after you have an emotional breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and just knowing that you had decent time with your loved ones before they passed. Um, just cherish those memories. And if you do start to feel down, just remember those. Sometimes it's really hard yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. But you got to stay strong. Yeah. Um, keep your head, head held up high and should be able to continue forward. Grief is definitely not an easy process. There are easy days and there are hard days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you will get through it. Just keep your loved ones close because you have absolutely no idea what's down the road. Yeah. And always be there for each other. Yeah. Family is huge. How do you how do you continue to remember Rebecca in your life now? I mean, I've, I've seen some stuff on Facebook where you're intentional and you know, you're remembering. Mm-hmm. So how other uh, ways you remember her? I mean, you're very open to sharing that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, on her birthday, January 9th, we had like a little get together at my mom's. So we had a just like her favorite cake was a black forest cake, so we'd have that as a dessert. Yeah. Um, and just reminisce over the good times that we've had in the past and just share a couple of stories around the dinner table and then just play a game together. Just, just like we used to do as a whole family together. Um, and those, and, um, yeah, go, sorry, go ahead. and then on her date of her passing February 11th, we just had a little get together as well just to, share moments leading up to her passing just knowing that she was always a huge part of her life and that we're always going to continue doing that year after year mm, that's special yeah. mm-hmm. so what do you what do you miss about Rebecca most um but probably the biggest thing I've missed is just having someone there that I can talk to that's not my parents. Right. <laughs> like sometimes you just want to have a casual conversation with yeah. like a like the best friend like mm-hmm. Rebecca was. Um just where we would just sit and watch the TV show friends together and we wouldn't have to say a word. We just right. watch TV or she always would take me to outing somewhere when I was younger and she would always take care of me everywhere we went she was always looking out being the, the bigger sister and I'll be the little brother that always pestered her <laughs> <laughs> that's what little brothers do yes yeah but so I guess I miss that aspect as well yeah and just being there just love having her around yeah, yeah. So. so if you were to think about um what it what it is, uh, what it was about Rebecca that you maybe have brought forward in your life. What have you learned from her? What have she taught you during her life that now you 
maybe it's part of your life, the way that you look at life now. Is there anything that kind of pops up in your mind? No? Um, just recently, actually. Well, she used to love traveling, so she would always travel. She's been to Peru, Machu Picchu, all those places, backpacking. She went backpacking by herself for a month in South America. Wow. And just recently, I thought, this world is a lot bigger than just Vancouver Island in Canada. I need to broaden my horizons and do what my do what Becca did and follow in her footsteps and explore this world that she saw. Maybe go to Machu Picchu and take a picture in the exact same spot that she was and then compare those two pictures and just do the love of traveling that she loved. Mm. I think that would be a huge thing that I guess she didn't teach me directly, but over the last couple of years, um, she may have shown me that there is a bigger world out there and to explore it. It's amazing. I mean, well, what a, what a gift, uh, you know, that somebody encourages you to reach out to the world and to become more than what you are and experience more than what you see uh, mm -hmm. around you. And, um, yeah, it's amazing. Well, hey, you know, I, I just really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to talk about uh, Rebecca with us on the podcast here. Mm -hmm. I know that I know in talking with you in the past that it's it's uh, grief doesn't go away. You know, we when you love somebody, it's it's always there. And um, it sounds like you were blessed to have a really wonderful uh, sister in your life. I'm sad that you can't have her in your life more than what you experienced mm -hmm. but i'm thankful that um you had a wonderful relationship on this earth with her that's a, that's a, i think that is a gift oh yeah definitely was 100 percent. so so um thank you again hayden for being on the podcast thanks for having me and for those of you who uh, are listening in today on the podcast um uh, feel free to uh to share this with your family and friends and uh uh, we've learned some things from Hayden today that are really important for all of us to consider in, in our grief journey. So until next time, when it's all about the story, I'm Rick Berg saying goodbye and take care. Thanks for joining us today on It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us. We hope this podcast was encouraging to you. There are so many different types of loss. Why not take time to listen to some of the other unique stories in this podcast series? Feel free to share them with family, friends, neighbors. If you'd like to receive notifications about the next episode in the series, please subscribe and we'll make sure you don't miss out. We hope that you'll be joining us again on It's All About the Story, Grief Stories That Connect Us with host Rick Berg. Take good care.